Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Unlaced Podcast. As I always say, if you are new here, thank you for turning up. Please give us a like and subscribe. It's how we grow. If you've come back again, I absolutely love you. As I always say, the merch is here. We're selling out. We've got quite a few garments going out to a lot of you. So thank you for all your support. I really do appreciate it. If you guys haven't got any, the hat, the smiley tea, the humanized tea, they're going to be in the link in the bio below. Go get some merch. Why not? Support us. We love you for it. Um, this is a big guest. We're breaking grounds here at the Unlaced Podcast. And she was slightly nervous because I do do a lot of sport podcasts. And But I think this is a very important guest. And I know some of you guys will really appreciate some of the content that we have today. Um, Adele Marie, social media superstar, wholesome human. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. What an intro. That was Thanks, good, yeah. Jake. Congrats on the match, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, as Braden says, I need an iron. So trust me, when you iron it, that does look good too. No, we don't, I don't iron anything. No, don't do worry. you not? No. Yeah, I don't iron stuff either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Who very- has time for that? Yeah. Well, you don't have much time for, for yourself, but really, <laughs> by the sound of it, like I was always curious, and I never really asked you this, but how you got into the social media craze that you are, because- would you class yourself as social media more broadly or are you bigger on TikTok that you focus on more because your Instagram's now huge too? Yeah. So I say I'm a content creator. Oh, I like content. that term. I should have said that. Yeah. That's people, some people would say she's an influencer. No, I don't know if I no, like that. But No, I'd hate that. Content creators <laughs> now, I feel like that's a job title. Yeah. And then yeah. I create content everywhere. So I've got yeah. my own podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Damn. and I love them all equally. And they all suck the same amount of energy out of me. So and I, you do all the editing, right? Well, I actually have editing help now. But you did. I did at one point. Yeah, don't you? That's impressive. Yeah, see, I knew he'd respect that. It's um, it was it's a full time job. Yeah. 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 So when when was it? When did it all start? Like, what what made you want to tap into that space? Yeah. So I started my TikTok in September of 2021 mm. as a. I don't know. It was just there as a hobby. Like we were still in lockdown. The pandemic was happening. I like spending time on the app. And very quickly it just started to blow up with the type of content I was posting. And what was the initial content? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's so, I cringe a bit now, but I went viral because I had gone through a breakup. Oh. And I was crying on the internet. So oh, wow. <laughs> we've come a long way. Do you still do that? Sometimes. Yeah, okay. But I like, mean, it's good though, It's okay right? to cry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I but was... I've never seen you crying on the internet. Yeah, so... well, I'm not crying that much these days, oh, which is good. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, oh, well, that's positive. <laughs> but I guess what I think attracted my community to my content was the fact that I was sharing vulnerable things mm. about stuff that people don't usually post. Right. I think people usually go through a breakup and they're like, oh, I'm just going to get over it. Yeah. There's maybe some shame involved, but I was like, nah, I'm a sad girl on the internet. This is how I'm trying to recover from it. Yeah. And that's how it started. And then fast forward to like a year later, it was at the point where I had a podcast, I had the YouTube. And at that point I was editing everything by myself. 
I was still working full-time in my corporate job, nine to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> this is around the time I would have met you, right? Yeah. Yeah, was, you were like, I was like, damn, it's it sounded like it a lot. Chaos. Yeah, you were holding yourself well, though. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I was realizing that I was giving it, like I was giving content about 50% of my energy, my full-time job about 50% of my energy, and it was going to wear thin real oh, soon. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So, so I made the decision to quit my job and pursue it full-time. Wow. And almost immediately I was just able to give 100% of my energy to content and I haven't looked back. Like, What was the, what was like the thing you noticed when you made that jump? First, I was definitely scared because I left a very secure, well-paying, safe on paper job, right? This <laughs> is like talking to, to my, like, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going through right now. Maybe this is a therapy session <laughs> yeah, for us, Jake. Well, it probably was always going to turn into one, let's be real. <laughs> and then I just thought, how many times am I going to get this opportunity? Mm. If it goes badly, what's worst case scenario? Am I okay with that? Worst case scenario would be like I would fail at it. I could go and get another job. Like I'm employable. I've studied. Yep. I always have performed well for my employers. I think anyone would hire me again, but how would I ever know what would happen if I didn't give it all of my energy? And True. I felt like it was a bit of a disservice. So I, I took like a leap that. of faith and... How it's, long was that leap of faith ago? That was in August last year. So we're over a year now. Wow, that's amazing. It's crazy. I'm so grateful every yeah. day. Yeah, well, I feel like, but also when you made the like leap, I feel like probably even around the time that you were telling me some of this stuff, which would have been back then, I was like, yeah, it's a no-brainer for you. Because you have one thing, and for all the listeners who obviously, hopefully most of you know um, Adele's content and what she's doing, but for those that don't, like one of the things that's crazy to me about what you do is how, I don't know how to explain it in maybe the best words, but the community you have, how loyal they are to you, like the content. If you look at your comments, there's like very rarely any hate. Like yeah. there's some hate, but like there's, then there's a swarm of people on the hate of yes. like, do you or know? they're what? like defending me yeah, they're def- to like, the haters. It's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable, which, um, that's why I was really interested to to kind of gather how you built that and um, the investment in time. Because I don't think it's just from your content. Like I think you're doing more personal things, so much engagement. Um, there's a lot of maybe behind the scenes stuff to get that. And that was the one thing that, I, that really blew me away. Thank you. Yeah. I'm truly grateful because I always say to them, without them, I don't have my platform. Mm. I'll never take it for granted. I know that both of it, like we both exist because of each other. And I feel like everything that I have now is built because of them. I started my YouTube because they wanted that. I started the podcast because they wanted that. All the content (laughs) in my podcast is from questions they submit or ideas or stuff they want me to talk about. And I will always trust and I will always follow what they want because I'm like, they're the ones listening. Of course, I'm going to give them what they want. And I think they appreciate that too. Yeah. Wow. So it's pretty... It's pretty special what you're doing um, from from that perspective. And I've always enjoyed watching your content because it's quite wholesome, especially as a male. You. Like um, you get a good perspective into how the female thinks. Yes. I feel, like our, I feel like our content is obviously so different and my demographic <laughs> is so different as yeah, well. It's, we're, it's, this is a collision. Yes. But I think it's good because, as I said, I, I'm very big on um, – like mental health in this, in the perspective, I also, I always thought that through school, we never got educated enough on like our brain and the importance of it. Um, and then we kind of just go through life and we just deal with stuff and then you're kind of figuring it out as you go, instead of actually comprehending some things that you need to do to get ahead of the curb. And I think you're very good at that or as much as what, at least from what I can see, right? Because your time management, a lot of the, 
the stuff you're pushing out is really helpful to society. But was that through you doing sort of your own education? Was that through you just wanting to learn that? Like, was it going through hardship that made you want to? Yeah. So I've always taken an interest in self-development and I always like to work on myself. That's it. Self-development's a good word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that I'm trying to be like the best version of me. Like I want to live a life that feels good. But I did go through some mental health struggles in 2020 and like I think lockdown mental health struggles or like, yeah, yeah, I think it was pandemic at the time I was living in another state. I was away from my family. Uh, I was very homesick. Yes. Didn't have that. Didn't have my pillars of support. Correct. Anyway, I kind of, well, through the help of my friends at the time, I ended up going to therapy and starting my psychology journey. Oh, wow. And I think that going there has completely changed like who I am in the best possible way and has taught me so many skills in terms of like how to feel better, how to manage a bad day, how to self-soothe in a healthy way. And so, yeah, I'm grateful that I ended up going because it's helped me so much and definitely has changed my life for the better. Well, I feel like I've got a large, probably, I mean, I hope we're getting a bigger female audience, but I feel like we have a large male audience. Yeah. And we males have do have a stigma of mm-hmm. um, holding more in than sharing as such. So for, for some of my listeners out there that would put themselves in that category, equally me, like what, what a, why would you nudge, nudge people to go down a similar path? Like the benefits and the reward that you sort of felt you got from that experience. Yeah. So I probably felt like I needed help for a lot longer than (laughs) the time it took me to get the help, but I kept almost gaslighting myself being like, it's fine. It'll go away. Like you'll feel better. But I think there really comes a point where you just need to start putting yourself first and it's knowing it's okay. Like it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less of a human because you need that help. And it's hard when you haven't gone and gotten that help. And I think there's like this fear that exists, even like this shame that exists because it's like, well, why do I need to go speak to someone? Yeah, There must be something wrong with me. And it's like, well, just because you might be struggling with your mental health doesn't mean that like you're broken or there is anything wrong with you. You just need an extra helping hand or someone to share that mental load with. Mm. And so for me, the benefits far outweigh any of that shame that I had for myself because now I feel like I'm much more of a well-rounded human. Right. And I feel like I can handle more hardships easier now, whereas before I would feel like I was going through it and then I would self-soothe in a very unhealthy way. Right. And I would just repeat some like negative cycles and that's Correct. not helpful. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like, I, I mean, majority of people, I still do that now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but what I have found, I've actually really odd for those listening. I I did forget Adele's age because you do look younger, <laughs> well, a lot Thank younger you. than me, but um, we're both 30. And yeah, I felt, I yeah, I know. And I, I don't know if it was like when I turned 29, but everyone always said, said to me like the 30s are like the best, well, some of the best years of your life or life gets a bit more clear in the sense of you might know who you are a bit more. You might be in a better position after maybe working for X amount of years. You've gone through more experiences. So some of those experiences, if they turn up again, you're, you're more well averse to handle them. And I found that I'm like, man, I've, I've loved being 30 so far Yeah. because I've been able to things that I was like, Oh man, this would have rocked me. Like when I was younger or whatever, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, it doesn't, it's not that bad anymore. Yeah. You have the life experience that life shows experience, you yeah. I can get through this because I've gone through it maybe in the past or in previous years. Yeah, correct. Because have you done a lot of traveling as well? I have. I feel like you have. I, I feel have. like there's benefits to that too. Yeah. And uh, even 
living out of home and living away from your family. Correct. Which I know you have done as well. Yeah, man, I did that yeah. way too young. But that's why I was, it also matured me quickly. Yeah, forced you to grow yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, correct. But I, my life was a bit back to front in the sense of I never went out and never partied yeah. as a kid. So when I got to like 22 to, even now to an extent, but 22 to like 27, that was like my 15 to 19. Let your hair out. Yeah, let my hair out because I was like, oh, wow, this is fun. Like I didn't know people could like go and do this. Yeah. But um, yeah, when, when, what made you want to move out of home? Was it through a relationship? No. So I was 24 at the time and I got a job offer from the company that I worked with yeah. and the job offer was in Sydney. And I got this job offer oh. on like a Tuesday and by the Friday I had accepted it and then I was on a plane to Sydney that following Monday. Packed up my shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And at that point, I think, would I make that same decision now? Probably not so lightly, and I'd probably think about it a little bit more. But I think because, again, I was in my mid-20s, I wasn't in a relationship, didn't have a mortgage, I lived at home. I was like, fuck it, I can just, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, um, no, no swearing on here, man. Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm joking. Sorry, I do have a I've been. Uh, so my mum tells me that, like, I'm sorry, honest. Jake's mum. Oh, no, I swear. Well, mum, mum, you'll be happy now. We've brought more female guests on the show. <laughs> but no, I swear too much. Even he, Brayden, I can't believe Brayden's telling me off. I'm like, Brayden's okay, a swear sorry, Brayden, So I'll stop. No, 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 you can. Absolutely is the, um, the, the answer. I just moved without really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up there for nearly four years. And wow. it was such a wild chapter of my life. And I think it's definitely made me or like added some characters to me as well and I'm grateful for the journey. What What would you? Oh, funny question, but <laughs> Sydney, Melbourne, like the Melbourne. biggest difference. Yeah, I'm obviously too. <laughs> but what's the biggest difference? Because everyone the either shits on one, but I feel like they're both good in their own way. But obviously, you're living here, so yeah, probably controversial. But I think Sydney has better beaches, better weather. Yeah, I feel like we kick ass everywhere else. We've got better food, better people, better culture. All my family's here. Melbourne does feel like home for me. Yeah. That's why I came back. But better weather and better beaches is very powerful. I know. You're within distance to a good beach wherever you are in Sydney, (laughs) (laughs) which is good. But, I mean, Melbourne is home, so. Um, One one thing, so for those um, listening, me and Adele actually met because I was quite cheeky one day and I sent you an email and we went on a a couple dates together. But one of the things I wanted to bring up, I think it was the first time we went out together that blew my mind was we walked into a restaurant and so many people, I swear, were looking at you or coming up to you. Yeah. Like you were, you were like, I don't want to use the word famous because I don't think it's. No, I hate that word. Yeah. But like you people, a lot of people knew who you were, um, obviously because of the stuff you're putting out. And I was just curious to, to know what that's like for you. Like, cause that's a big change from making content in 2021 to then going outside and then all of a sudden anything you're doing, like it's just really sweet in a way, but at the same time I can imagine it's not always the easiest thing to yeah. deal with. It's super sweet and I'm so grateful and love when I get to meet people from my community in real life, but it was a bit, it, it still is, like it takes me by surprise sometimes. I remember the first time it happened, someone came up to me and asked me for a photo and I was like, how like yeah I'm just like regular gal I don't feel famous I'm I'm normal like I am normal right yeah, you're very normal. <laughs> I'm very normal yeah but that's but it's very <laughs> abnormal in a way like very abnormal yeah like you're drinking a coffee or something and someone taps you on the show like oh my god hey you're yeah. like whoa <laughs> it always I always find it happens as well like I'm I've just left the gym I'm sweaty I'm not <laughs> I'm not looking cute at all yeah. I'm like rushing through like my local shop and someone's like Adele I'm like oh shit like <laughs> hi 
And so I guess it has made me more hyper aware when I'm out in mm. public. And I noticed that maybe I don't think I change my behavior, but I am also thinking like, oh, like, is someone like filming me or taking pictures of me? Or <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just more mindful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go into too deeply our experiences, but one of the things, because this is what I think makes your content so great is how, I mean, it's in some regards, I think you're also protective of certain things, which I, I completely understand, but I feel you're very open with your social media, which is why people are attracted to you because it's quite raw. I am an oversharer. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, one of my first experiences of this, right, you'll laugh. Is we I'm went, so sorry. We went, no, we, we, it's I actually see it as a positive thing because okay. I'll explain why, but well, we went on a date and then um, would have been like a day later or two days later, I got a message from my uh, one of our mutual friends who's like, is this about you? And <laughs> it was a full review on the date on TikTok and it had like 90. 90- I wouldn't do this now, by the way. Oh, wouldn't you? No, oh. I... I- but I protect see, that part of my life even more now. Oh, I think. right. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't, I learned it wasn't, a lesson. <laughs> luckily, it was a good review because it was a great review. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It had like, it had like, what was it, 100,000 views after like X amount of hours. And there was so many questions in there. And it was like the whole detail. But from the male perspective, I was like, oh, now I know what you think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, which helps. But the, the other side of that is like, uh, so why did you change that then? Because I was going to say, if you're still doing that, like, is there not challenges with that maybe with for yourself or even for the a guy that you're potentially dating? Yeah. well, Especially I'm, if they're getting like more serious, right? Yeah. And I'm single, right? So I like, I mean, I haven't had much success. <laughs> okay. I haven't had much success. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, trial and error. But I think I've realized, and at that point, I think when we had gone on our dates, like I was still very fresh to content, still very fresh to the space. And my account was also blowing up quite quickly at that point. People were loving it though. Like that must be, that, like, even for me now, I would be like, I feel like you should kind of still do that. Yeah. Because the content was really good. Now I'm just like, I almost feel like I have a duty of care to whoever I go on a date with to protect uh. protect them a little bit. And also just to protect my piece as well, because I feel like obviously I am an oversharer, but there's also beauty in keeping some things offline and some yeah. things for yourself. And I also think there's this thing that happens where I share, oh, like I've gone on a date or, and it could be a first date and people are like, are you going to marry him? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, guys, yeah. it's a first date. Like I'm collecting information. Yeah. Like, Let's just chill out. But I think people are super invested in my relationship status and who I date because that's kind of what my platform was started on. Correct. Yeah. So I feel like it's have, a fine line. There's a nosy nature to like wanting to know yes. what Adele does, which is, uh, I think it comes from like an endearing uh, point of view with some of your community. Cause they really like want to know what you're up to from, cause you give them so much. They're like, what is she doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I really wanted to spo- uh, speak about dating, cause we don't talk about it enough on this. I and, talk, and I talk about it all the time. Correct. That's <laughs> why you are going to be the expert. I'm going to throw questions at you because okay. I'm I'm not like I'm not a big dater, particularly mm-hmm. the last like two three years. Like it's something that I I just don't feel like I'm ready for a relationship. So I don't yeah. want to like I don't want to put myself in those experiences. And I'm really enjoying enjoying being single. However, like one thing I thought you did really well is you kind of have. Don't know if it's fair to say like you know exactly what you want on you, but you have a good perspective on like dating and 
things that you like to see, flags, green flags, red flags, was <laughs> it a term you use? Yeah. Like when did you start these, when did you kind of iron them out? At what age did you start to look at dating a little bit differently? Oh, I'm going to say maybe around like 28, 29. So quite recent, yeah? Yeah. Because that's where that's why I stopped dating was when I started looking <laughs> at it differently. I'm like, wait, I'm just wasting people's time here. Yeah, right. And my own because I'm like, I, I realize now I'm not like ready for it. Correct. And I also think there's just power in that awareness. Like you know where you're at. And yeah. I there was, there's also been times in my life, even this year, where I wasn't in the dating pool because I'm like, I don't actually have the time or energy to give it to someone and I know that they – would deserve like my full time and energy and effort. And I don't think that's very fair if I'm going to go out and do that when I can't truly give it to them. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely changed for me towards my late 20s. And I think it changed because I had some patterns repeating in long-term relationships. Ah. And I was the common denominator. Oh, right? How, do you, how did you how break, do I break the pattern? Yeah. yeah. For everyone. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. Okay. Right. So you go into therapy thinking you're going into therapy for one thing and then it helps you in all these other areas. Right. And my relationship patterns were one of them. And uh-huh. so I feel like I have quite a healthy approach now mm. to dating or potentially finding a person to like spend my life with. But yeah. it has been a journey. It's been a bit, bit of a process. Yeah. But, you know, trial and error. Hey, guys, just a quick pause in this episode to let you know that I've partnered with Vibe Culture. Now, I don't know about you, but I love having a good time on the weekend, socializing with my mates over a few beers. But I also love seizing the day and being productive. And that's where Vibe Culture comes in. Their new wake-up blend, I've got the Tropical Punch here, is the perfect way to seize your day just with a scoop of it into your water bottle in the morning and it'll keep you going. It's also a really good replacement for coffee for those big coffee drinkers out there that need to keep going back for the second and third and fourth to get those energy hits. This will get your day going after those late nights, movie marathons or even those hangovers to keep you on track for the day. Now, what I love about them, as I said, it's a very healthy replacement. They've got it down to two grams of sugar and 54 calories per serving. And it's not about what's low inside. It's about what's packed in it. And their infused herbs with their botanical blend, Vibe Culture's got going, makes it the perfect recipe and the perfect boost for me in the day. Also, what I love about this company is they want to look after you, the Unlaced listeners. So if you head to the Vibe Culture website, which is in the bio below, and you plug in the discount code UNLACED, you'll get 15% off your first purchase and the morning will thank you. So get around them. It's a great brand doing great things and I love having it to kickstart my day. Let's get back into the episode. This is going to be a really corny question, but for like males out there that are watching, like how how can you assist? Because you assist females a lot on dates. I but do. I want to challenge you to. I'm like anti situationship, <laughs> yeah. anti ghosting. Yes, you are. And <laughs> males, males are a key part of some of those things at times. But I also feel, um, obviously, males are similar to females in the sense they do want the same things. Like they still, there's still that natural yearning for like a specific partner and so forth. But I feel like a lot of my audience is sort of in that mid to 20 or mid 20 sort of age bracket. Yeah. Like what would be, and this is going to be a, quite of a broad question. So if you need me to ask it clear, but what, what would be some advice you could give them to make the right steps in the early stages of dating? Yeah, I think it would be to get clear on what you want. Right. right. I always say this. It's okay if you don't want a long-term relationship. It's okay if you just want to have fun. But yeah. just being clear about that, being upfront and maybe not dating someone who wants something different to you. So getting really clear on your dating values and then trying to align with people who want the same thing. Because there are going to be 
women out there, men out there who do want the same thing. You you might have someone that's just like, oh, I'm not really prioritizing this. I just want to see how it goes, go with the flow, have a bit of fun. You have other people that do want a long-term partner, do want something more serious. I think the issues arise when you mix those. Ah, okay. <laughs> see, because that's what I think I would be con- confident, like uh, not confronting on a first date now because my thing, one thing I've really learned through trial and error, my experiences is like values and morals yes. have to align. So like I would like almost want to sit down at the table like what are what are yours like straight away straight which <laughs> which is like way too much straight up but that would like I don't want to waste anyone's time now yeah but see, that's a I, huge thing for me I think being forward is okay yeah, I, correct. I appreciate well that makes me happy that you I say like, that I like it yeah I think but that's because we're thirty maybe yeah no <laughs> just, we have less in the twenties this is like fuck that I don't give a shit what you think do you <laughs> we know have what less I mean time, yeah. yeah but um I think. I think if, yeah, you know what you want and you don't have to interrogate the person you're going on a date with, (laughs) but if you just look at it as in, this is data collecting, like you're collecting data about whoever it is you're sitting across the table from or whatever (laughs) it is that you're doing on your date. And that also does take the pressure off as well. But I feel like there's also just like this, I don't know why, this like heavy pressure on first dates anyway. It's like, well, let's remove that. We're just figuring out some basic information about each other. I know. I I don't even like the term date. Because I'm like that. What would you call it? A meetup? <laughs> yeah, just catch it, like just catch, catch it up. up. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, I, think, I think you should call it a date. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe it's just fear of dating. But yeah, that, that, I've always thought that came with like pressure. Yeah. I well, know. I think there is. I think society and modern dating does put a lot of pressure on it. But yeah. I think if you can release some of that pressure and just look at it as you're getting to know someone, you're going to have fun with them. And chances are you're probably not going to be compatible with most of the people that you go on dates with. Right. Right. It's a numbers game at the end of the day. We're not <laughs> going to be compatible with every single person we go on a first date with. Correct. It's okay to be incompatible. So are you are you like in a positive space where you're like you're going on dates? If you're it's actually this is a good question. If you go on dates with um, a specific guy, would you go on like go on other dates with other people in that same time? Is so, that is that a green or a red flag? People listening might be like, "This is a red flag." Yeah, but. I think if you're dating, until there's until there's like boyfriend, girlfriend, or we're committed it's here. It's a fair game. Yeah. I feel like everyone is yeah, doing like, it anyway. I, I don't think it's been um, like, yeah. I will say though, like I think there is something negative that happens when you are maybe dating too many people at once. Yeah. It's hard to. It's, <laughs> like 10. Yeah. 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 Okay, what are you doing this week? I've <laughs> oh, got a lot of man. Yeah. No, but I no. think it's okay if you want to maybe have like a couple of first dates lined up, see Correct. how you go. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. But I think the the negative thing that could happen is if you're spreading your energy too thin, having multiple conversations, going on multiple dates, like you could almost burn out from dating and then it can be a really, not a fun time. Right. Okay. What are some of the common questions your community asks you for advice on in that space? Yeah. They ask me about how to ask, how to ask what they want in relationships or how to ask their partner. Wow. Like, you know, the what are we chat that that gets asked Whoa. so much. I need to know. Like yeah. does that would that does that freak the men out? The what are we chat? Um, and it, if the guy is not having the conversation with you, he's not really that keen. Correct. Yeah. Because I reckon like man's yeah. like a girl in that in that. If they want you, they'll get you. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, so. <laughs> I would say if the guy hasn't brought that up, they're like, fuck, they want to avoid that because they're either not ready yet or they're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the yeah, advice. Yeah. So you still don't, you're still learning stuff about the men too. Of course. Most of my listeners are women. Oh, you can shoot. I think I've got a, I think I've got like the, 
I've got a balanced view of, of everything, but I still think I'm very much like your typical male in a sense. Yeah. So I feel like I would know. Like I could pinpoint stuff if I could. If I could tell you what that guy's thinking straight yeah, away. Yeah, amazing! Can't wait for you to come yeah, on my podcast. I know. <laughs> oh, we should talk about your podcast because um, I remember it's crazy that you just told me you've done 120 episodes before you jumped on air, and I'm pretty sure I'd done probably like 50 or 60 by this point because you messaged me being like just speaking about the podcast space. Yeah, and you've done more reps than me. <laughs> because I do two a week. But still, like, that's a great effort. And then you even had the audacity to show me up in here being uh, season one was only, was 100 eps. I'm like, season, I think I've been like probably season three or four. <laughs> and I've done like 100, this is the 117th, I think. That's okay. You're still killing it. Don't yeah, worry. But no, it's just like, um, what I'm trying to say is it's pretty amazing how much content you pushed out and what you built in such a short space of time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is dating, relationship, mindset, right, lifestyle, right, bit of everything sprinkled in there. So it's called your safe space. It is, which um, you have guests on sometimes, but at the same time, it's also solo. Yeah, um, which is really unique. And I'm like, as a podcast sort of, um, I don't know, as someone who's like, a, I love podcasting and I really watch it quite a lot, but a solo podcast. I'm so intrigued to understand like how you, how you do that and, and how you feel that in. Cause I've only ever done, I think we did one solo podcast parade and I told Adele it was my worst rated one. Oh no. Not yeah, it's just Cause oh. it's like, I don't think it was a bad podcast, but I'm so used to doing it with guests. So doing it on your own, I'd be interested to know what that's actually like. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game on your own. <laughs> yeah. I've even noticed. Recently, I've been having people on and it changes the nature of the conversation so much. Do you enjoy it more yeah. with a guest? Yeah. I, I love it because it's, it's back and forth. It's so much better. Conversation, there's a bit of banter. Time goes quick. Yeah. Yeah. But I also do like doing it solo as well. And I think what has worked for me in the past is I, I've never tried to make it like I'm lecturing my community. I just try to make it like we're friends having a chat. Right. Like they're on FaceTime with me or having a phone call with me. That's the kind of ah. vibe I go for. Okay. But yeah, I do love having two voices, sometimes even three. It just makes it a little bit more smoother. I feel like it's a nicer experience for everyone. And uh, okay. yeah, so can't wait for you to come on. I know. I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm actually like a little bit nervous too. Because no I, to be nervous. No, no, it's a safe not space. because of you. I'm just like, because <laughs> let's be real, you have a female army. Like it is a female army behind it. So even Bray, but I told Bray, Bray's like, well, just, what are you going to offer to that? <laughs> when Jake messed me, I was like, I'm not going to feed you to the wolves. Yeah, it's okay. No, like I, I will look after never. you. No, I'm, I deep down, I'm going to love it. Yeah. Like I think it'll be cool because I also like, it's probably cool for your um, audience to get male perspectives 100%. because like I said to you about that, like the TikTok you put up, I was like, oh, that's what, it, like, that's how you think. Yeah. Even though I kind of could maybe guess what you'd never actually know until you're just kind of told. So, um, like having that communication from a male might be like a bit eye opening and also might yeah. be like, oh, God. It would be insightful. <laughs> yeah, insightful, yeah. right? Yeah. So, what would be, like, if you were to describe your podcast to some of my listeners that might, you know, obviously want to go check it out, how would you describe your show and, and what would they be able to get out of it? Yeah, so we do two episodes. The Thursday episodes are a little bit unhinged, a little bit chaotic. <laughs> oh, to find that. <laughs> well, we have people write in with some confessions and secrets okay. because, you know, it's a safe space. People can get things off their chest, maybe admit things that they haven't <laughs> told anyone. 
maybe share some tea with us. And right. I do love the tea. Oh, do you I, love the tea? I, I, I don't do it enough on this show because I probably wouldn't know how, but I would I would love that shit. Okay, exactly. Yeah. People love hearing. I other think I'm a pretty stuff. like I think I've lived a pretty chaotic and fun life. So I, I'm very open minded in a sense. So when yeah. I hear stuff like that, everything to me is like oh my God, this is, you know, amazing. Of course. That of, person's living. Yes. And of course we, <laughs> no, judgment. <laughs> I mean, no judgment. Yeah, yeah, no judgment. Correct. We also give a bit of advice on that episode. Of course, I'm not a qualified professional. I always say this, take it with a grain of you salt. You come across though as one. Oh, thank you. Well, like you could, like, yeah. Well, I also think even though you're not qualified, you are a professional, like more, you're probably hitting more people than a psychologist. I say I'm like the big sis. I'm like your big sis, big sis advice. But I do advocate for professional mental health help always. And I I think I say that in literally every single Thursday episode. And then the Sunday episodes are a bit more of a deeper dive. You know, we're getting ready for the week. It's We're being a little bit more, you know, refined. Yeah. But we talk about literally anything and everything. And I feel like there's a lot of value there. I mean, I have maybe, I don't know, 2% male male listenership. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. I, you see female <laughs> army. I was right. It is a female oh, army. Oh, I think I have a better ratio of females. So that's great. Yeah. But in saying that, the amount, yeah, it's that's why I think building, the way you've built a community, um, I was actually going to, wanted to pick your brain. I, I kind of asked you that around um, like the investment that you put in that, but your branding as well, I think you've done really well. You. Yeah, which I is that like organic and over time you've just naturally it just looks that way. Have you really well like have you put a lot of thought into that to give yourself the image that you have in a sense? Because yeah. it is it is natural to who you are, but at the same time to be completely raw and who you are on socials, like I've only really gotten comfortable with that the last like six months. Like I post stuff that I would never have posted. Yeah. Because I'd be Good worried about you. what people thought or something like that. Yeah, well, now, that's the thing, right? 30. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can do whatever I want yeah, now. Yeah. But I've never really cared what people have thought from day dot. Oh, that's good. And I've always just kept at my forefront. I'm doing this for my community. I, I literally say the podcast is here for you. The content is here for you. Like, if people are going to judge me and if people are not going to engage with my content, then that's okay. I'm not going to be for everyone. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. Maybe again, it's because I've turned thirty as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it is, man. I yeah. swear, I've stopped giving a shit about stuff. I know. I, I do want to. I spoke to. I spoke to um, uh, a girl the other day. She's twenty two, and she was talking about like all these problems in her life. It's like one of my one of my mates' friends, and she was just sit, like we were sitting around having drinks. She was speaking about like all this stuff she's going through, and I was like, I was like, man, like I remember being like that at twenty two, and I was like, I feel like. 22, when I think of my 20s now, I think of like, wow, so much learning. Yeah. Like it was chaos. Like just- 20s are a bit insane. And I feel like sometimes your 20s are almost like mismarketed to you because- Correct. You often feel like you have to have it figured out. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have your career sorted, your relationships sorted, your finances sorted, all this shit sorted. But really you've just come out of being a teenager- and you're just stepping into adulthood. You're getting started. Correct. There's a lot of pressure, I think, on people in their 20s to have it figured out. Yeah. But, you know, now at 30, I still feel like I've got some things figured out. But I'm also like, I don't have it figured out and that's okay. Correct. I'm okay with that's it. That's more the thing at 30. Yeah. It's like it's not necessarily figured out or maybe for other people it is. But for me, it's like, are the care factors not like it'll get figured out or it'll happen or, you know, I know that 
you know, this is just a, a spurt of something. Whereas in the twenties, you kind of live and die by a lot of things. Yes. Like you take things too seriously. Very personally. It's, but yeah, how do you like, how would you, yeah, because I feel like we can both give advice on this now because my twenties honestly was, was chaos yeah. in the sense of like, I was, I was like reborn again because of soccer when I came out young. So I was like mm -hmm. discovering who I was, started drinking again. Um, Did you again. ever feel lost in your 20s? My, probably like up until 28. Yeah, same. Yeah, like yeah. literally I would say like six years of my 20s, I was genuinely lost. Yeah, and it's for a the normal first, feeling. Yeah, but then I realized now I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I was because it, all of that was taught, has taught me a lot. It's a rite of passage, I think. Rite of passage. But when you're going through it, it can feel very isolating and very lonely because you're like, oh, I'm the only one going through it. But yeah. in reality, all your friends are probably feeling the same. All the people that have gone through their 20s would tell you the same thing. Yeah. So be okay just vibing it out. Like <laughs> you don't have to have it figured out. Yeah. You will figure it out. But how, okay yeah, is that, that, would that be your advice to those that are like, because some people try and sprint to the finish, they want the perfect. Like, and that's probably the, the only bit of downfall with social media is that this perfectionist kind of view. Like I, I feel like people still look at my Instagram and like, oh, he's got his shit together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's just I'm just <laughs> abusing this platform to like showcase um, the content that I'm doing, you know, things that are happening in my life. But like I'm not posting all the lows. No, and people don't. Yeah. Who's out here really posting their lows all the time? No, like no I'm not, that's not the content that I push or yeah. at least not yet. But there's definitely like that, that stuff's still apparent in like life. So I feel like people in the 20s do, there is that comparison. Absolutely. It's yeah. hard and it's everywhere because – I think we all spend a lot of time on our phones, yeah. whether it doesn't matter what app you're on. There's that element of, oh my God, that person's doing better. Oh my God, that person has bought a house. That person's engaged. That person's getting married. That yeah. person's got a dog that I want, or they've got this and it looks really shiny. But the truth is we never really know what is going on underneath. Like we never know what's going on behind closed doors. So yeah. just remember to take what you see with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time on your phone? I feel if I you do, don't, oh my I god, do. yeah. You, oh my god, I'm embarrassed. Do you want to know my screen time? Oh my god, I've, <laughs> can we if, compare screen if time? If I if I beat you though, yeah, but that I'll be really concerned because <laughs> there's I have no right to. I should have no right to win this because you are on more platforms more regularly than me. Okay, mine's ten hours. <laughs> Jesus, wait, where is mine? You know what? I used to be. Oh, six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Adele. I know. What? I know. That's I, a lot. I know. That's actually not that high compared Okay, to, give me your ass. Come on. I think it's been up there with like 11 or 12 in the past. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've had. I'm on my phone all the time. I say it's my job. It's fine. It's I mean, business. I probably could get off it a little bit more, but whatever. It is what it is. There are worse addictions that I could have. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Um. One of one of the things that uh, I'm interested to pick up about you, I feel like you're very disciplined. Cute. And being an athlete, like I've, I'll be honest, I've completely lost discipline because it's like purpose was very important to that. And mm -hmm. it's not that I'm like regathering it and stuff, but it has ebbs and flows. I'm not as strict um, with my daily habits. Like one day will be like a great day of how I do things. One day it might be, I'll still one thing I do, I still work really hard. But like there might be, I might not eat as well, I might not exercise as much, little yeah. things like that. Or I might go out and, and have too many drinks and then like lose a day of like, you know, at 30 now, it hurts more. Yeah, the but recovery. Yeah, you, um, you do daily vlogs, which um, I always like watching because what I see in it is so much routine and discipline. 
I'm a creature of habit. Yes. I love my routine. Is I that, thrive in routine. Have you always been like that? Yes. Right. Yes. Probably, yeah, my whole life I feel like I've thrived in routine. More so just because I feel more secure. I don't have to think about things. Like I know this is what's got to be done. This is how it's got to be done. It can be a negative too, though, because I've noticed I'm probably a little bit more chill these days. But in the past, if I didn't get my workout in or if I didn't complete things on my to-do list, right. I would maybe be a little bit harsh to myself. Like OCD a little bit in regards maybe, to like... Maybe. Maybe diagnose me on the, yeah, on the podcast, Get some Jake. more therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that comes from just having really high standards for myself. Right. And again, I unpack this in therapy. It's like a learned behavior from my childhood that I just carried all through my adulthood, whether it was in my corporate career, the gym, my mm. life now, whereas I feel a little bit more balanced there now. Hey folks, just a quick pause in this episode, which I hope you're enjoying, just to let you know that I have partnered with Dabble. Dabble is a gambling agency, one of the great platforms out there where you dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Very similar to Instagram, where you can follow some of the head honchos in the various sports and copy their bets to get some good wins on the board. Now, one of the more interesting things we're doing this year with Dabble is Jake's Take, a weekly stream every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m., where we put a couple of bets on some greyhounds we get some guests on the show and we cut up shop around what's happening around town in all codes across sport so make sure you come on down check it out within the double app and let's get back into the episode can you tell my oh the listeners of, of the unlaced like what a like sort of your routine as such because one i know you're up early and you're always active i'm a morning person i'm i'm trying to be i do you know what i've i've got this opinion because I used to wake up as a kid, I used to wake up like 6am every day for like training, particularly yeah. when I lived at the AIS. And I swear, for I did it for three years and everyone always says it gets easier. On the last day of the third year, I was still in pain waking up. Like I'm naturally a bit more of a night owl, like my brain, I don't know, my frequency comes on there. So I've, I'm trying to train myself to get up earlier and earlier and do things, but it's not natural to me. Yeah, and what's your sleep like? Because shocking. Well, how can you expect to wake up early? Correct. I know. Oh, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Give me some help. <laughs> no. What What should I change? I get this question a lot too. They're like, "How can I be a morning person? How can I get up early?" And I'm yeah. like, "What time are you going to bed first? <laughs> what's your sleep routine? Oh yeah, look okay. Like? That's well, are that's... you scrolling on your phone? Are you up to one a.m.? Oh man, I was. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I'm like opening my laptop after ten just to like. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to maybe establish some boundaries and okay. work on just getting a solid seven to eight hours first and then right. start looking at moving your wake-up time backwards. Okay. So it's a pre pretty simple fix <laughs> and short. Okay. No, well, Just go to bed earlier. I feel like it's because you're busy and you're doing so much stuff that you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just work harder at night because people aren't annoying you and it's late and you can get stuff done. Mm. Sometimes I will fall into that trap as well, but... I think you do need to prioritize your sleep and sleep is so underrated. I don't think people no, realize how is. important it is. You're right. Because it just impacts your mood, the way you then function the next day. If you're continually getting not enough hours of sleep, it's going to impact your ability to be motivated, to be disciplined, to do the shit you want to do. So Correct. I do try to go to bed early. I'm a bit of a grandma. What time What time are you in bed? I try to be in bed by 10. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, it'd be, I thought you were going to say like no. 8 or something. No, and then I, I now don't wake up 
at a crazy hour like I used to because I used to train in the mornings before I would go to my corporate job, which meant like 5 a.m. training sessions. Wow. And I'm just like gen pop going to the gym. Like I'm not an athlete, right? <laughs> but I do yeah, like- I reckon, honestly, you'd have me covered though. <laughs> you work out, you work, go every like what, five, six days a week? I only go four now. Oh, four? Yeah. Okay, so you only work Rest out- days are important. She's <laughs> <laughs> slipping up, guys. <laughs> I know. Am I that motivated? Maybe not, no. but- I always try to get Falls my four, four sessions in. Yeah, 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 that's good. Love my weights, love my gym. But, yeah, now I probably will wake up around like 6, 6.30. So, so and then you just kickstart your day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So Walk what, my dog, depending oh, on. Oh, you your dog, yeah. So I wanted to ask you this actually because your dog Franklin, right? Yes. You know, it's it's part of your content. He he's, is a large part he's of fa- the He's famous. <laughs> he's famous. Does, he do you have his own Instagram? Yes, he does, yeah. but I don't post that much on it. Yeah, So okay. don't go following that one, guys. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, yeah, because he's famous. But um, Braden will he'll he'll enjoy this question because we both have uh, a staffy. Yes. So we have the common interest of like talking about our dogs. Yeah. But I was um always wanted a dog as a kid, and for some reason, I think my mum she was from the UK, and my dad had like uh like so many different dogs as a kid. His mum used to take in strays. Uh, That's really sweet. So they, in England, it's not very common to have dogs. Like they're not inside pets, okay. as they would say. Okay. And my dad was like, I'm sick of picking up dog shit. So as a kid, I never had a dog. So I had, always had this yearning to have one. Now I've got one. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe anyone lives without one. I know. Because of the benefits they bring. And I wanted to like. They're amazing. I feel like you're quite, you're probably analytical in a sense, or maybe more than the average in the, like picking up the benefits of having a dog, what that brings to a human being. Yeah. Pets love you unconditionally and they do give you a purpose and they get you out of bed. Yes. Life-changing. (laughs) Life-changing. Yeah. My dog wakes you up every day licking my face. Feed me. Yeah. Yeah. Like why why are you still in bed? Like let's walk. Yeah. Well, I got Franklin when I moved to Sydney. Three months into my Sydney move, I was like, I'm getting a dog because I lived by myself. I was a bit lonely. Probably should have gone to therapy then, but I got a dog instead and it I think it worked. Don't oh. go and get a dog if you think you need therapy, though. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But they're like, yeah, the isn't they, I feel like they've taught me so much about life, and like my dog, it doesn't matter what. Like, it doesn't think about what I've gone through that day. It's so consistent. Yeah, it's the most consistent um, aspect of my life. Like, and also, I think the thing that blows my mind away is like, if I say, like, I can't say the word "walk" around it unless I'm going for a walk yes. now because. I, it's that dog. I think what is it, what is the term? It's like seven days in one for the dog because they what are they mm-hmm. one year seven years for them, so they are like ready to go at any point of the yeah, day. Yeah, I have to be W A L K. If I'm saying to someone like, "Oh, let's go later," or I can't say the word because he'll go crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's a cute dog. Thank you. How old is he now? He's five. He's five. I know. You dress him up in like pajamas and stuff. He has jumpers. He has outfits. Wow. Is that like is that because he's a small dog or you're just like a like a I really treat him like my a, child. You treat him like I a treat child. Him like my is child. that healthy for a dog? You know what? Probably I, not. Yeah, but probably I'm not. gonna I'm gonna continue. Oh, I've to been. Do I'm, it. I'm, I'm the, my favorite. Like my one of my. I'm very bad at it, but my favorite food to give my dog. Not my favorite food to give my dog. My dog's reaction when I give it a little bit of my McDonald's cheeseburger oh. is absolutely frightening. Like to the point, if Macca's comes in my house, I could, there's she drool. Knows. There's drool coming from her lip. Cute. Yeah, you like trained she, her well. No, I'm really bad. Dog. <laughs> yeah, she's a Macca's dog. Yeah, yeah, I know it's bad, but 
I don't know. I can't imagine my life without my dog now. Yeah, same. It's got me more active too. Yeah. Like walking and stuff. Love a good walk. Yeah. Love a good walk. So um, in regards to your content now, like what, what are you pushing out? Have you shifted any anything around what you do or implemented more stuff that you hadn't normally done? Yeah, I think I post maybe a little bit less on TikTok. I used to post so many TikToks a day. What's your following on TikTok now? 230-ish. Did that just blow up like overnight like some TikTok pages have done or was that is that a gradual growth? It's been pretty gradual, I'd say, for the majority of this year. There are also times mm-hmm. where if I've got like a viral video, I might go up like 10,000 followers or like 30,000 followers right. overnight. I That's actually, huge. I know, but I don't like when that happens. Oh, why? Because I feel like I might attract a different type of audience. Oh. I would rather just be like slow and steady, attracting people that really want to engage with my content, really get value out of it, really enjoy being there. Yep. I feel like that does help your engagement. But yeah, I used to post quite a few TikToks and I was like, I need to maybe just have a bit of work-life balance. But I do two podcast episodes a week, two YouTube videos a week. Two to three TikToks a day, posting on stories. See, this comes this comes <laughs> back to the discipline aspect. Like one thing, uh, you, time management. Yeah, have my you time like, management's good. Yeah, like how, how, how have you got that to be good? It's like, just what been did, what a habit do? that I've practiced and I've continued to practice it. And I mean, there are little tips and tricks to get you started. I usually work on a bit of a list system. I can't live without my calendar. Everything is scheduled in. <laughs> I'd love to know. It holds my life together. <laughs> do you have like a color coordinated? Yes. Like, yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> I, I can guess <laughs> you that. You just knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd be so organized. Yeah. It would make me feel sick looking at my personal one. But see, that's think- the thing, right? I always say it's better to find what works for you mm. and better to take, you know, a small step in the right direction every day, 1% better than try to overhaul your life or do the things that I do. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. It's much better for you to figure out what works for you because that's going to stick. Right. It's not just going to be, oh, Adele's solution is going to fix my organization and my habits. Like you've got to <laughs> find out what works for you. True, true, yeah. Well, what what were some of the things that – because that, that time management um, is is a really important trait, I think, because like – you can also work really smart. Some people, you don't have to work hard, long hours if you're efficient, yes. um, which is more the component that I look at with it because I have so much I have to do, but I can actually do it all quite quickly if done properly. Yeah. Um, what What sort of made you, because I feel like you have so many different things you have to do in a, in a day that if you miss something, it could rock the boat a little bit. So it that's does. why it, it takes extreme discipline. It does. Yeah. Like tomorrow, for example, I've got a wedding. I'm not going to work tomorrow. So right. that's just shifted everything I would do on a Friday to other days this week. But that's okay. It's It works. Well, what are you, <laughs> being single and 30 going to a wedding, how does that sit with a female? Yeah, I'm curious to know what the men think. But. Um, I know. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if it's me, but I don't really think anything. I, I do like, I do realize I'm like, fuck, like, should I be looking at things a bit differently? Because- like my mate who's young. I went to my mate who was 26 two weeks ago, got, got married, and yeah. I'm, or 27, and I'm like, damn, I'm like 31, I'm 31 in May next year. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it really depends on, for me anyway, what my mindset is like. Right. I remember going to a friend's wedding maybe like two years ago when I was a bit low vibe and a bit sensitive, and I was so happy to see my friend get married. Do not get me wrong. Both things can exist. I could feel happiness for my friend, but also like sadness for myself because we were at the table 
And also, if you're getting married, put the single people together firstly. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a singles table going. I was on a table with couples. Oh, that's not right. And so it was like time to do the dance. <laughs> and every single person got up from my table, went to go dance. And I did not know anyone else really at this wedding apart from the bride and some of her friends from the hens. And so I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry at this table. And I was like, pull your shit together, Adele. Like, it's not that serious. But <laughs> I think it just maybe opened the wound a little bit in that moment because I was like, fuck, I'm like, I'm really single. Like, this yeah. is really rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> yeah, okay. But then in saying that, I've gone to two weddings this year. So far, I've got another one on Friday and I've just felt like neutral to it because I also have realized I don't think I even want to get married. Like, yeah. I... I want to get married. I don't know if I want a wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So even my, like, I love going to weddings, but I don't know if a wedding is something that I personally would want for myself. I actually have, I actually had a really challenging conversation and I had a, like, it was quite, I'd be interested to get your view on it. And I hope you don't take this wrong way, but like marriage is obviously a concept from back in the day and there's a lot of benefits and it seems to be something that we all sort of push for. But I was wondering like, what, what is like the perspective from a female around it? Like, is it something that everyone wants? Because I think as a male, I don't know, we were having this conversation, um, me and my mate, and my mate actually brought it up and I was like, oh, he's like, what's the difference between a relationship and a marriage for a male? And I couldn't really answer the difference. Yeah. Well, I think a marriage like makes it a bit more official. Well, like you're yeah, signing, outside of that. But you're like, signing a piece of paper. But even if you don't get married, right, and you're living with a person after however many years, you're de facto anyway, so well, it's the same shit. Correct. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I've always wondered. I was like, oh, like, is it, 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 I don't feel as much pressure to do it. I think I want to do it because of like the whole aspect of having Society. everyone in the, well, that too, but more so the selfish point of like having everyone in the one space that like you and your partner like love. Yeah. That's pretty unique. But beyond that, I'm like, I don't get the difference between just having a relationship and wearing a ring. Yeah. Like I could just put a ring on anyway and you'd think I was married. Yeah. I think it means a little bit more like official commitment. Well, that's that's what I wanted. That's what I yeah. wanted to get it from your perspective because. I also think maybe for women, there is that stereotype that exists. It's like, oh, girls always think about their wedding. They always think about what dress they want. They always think. Of, I don't know if that exists for every woman. It definitely hasn't existed for me. Maybe when I was younger, I thought I wanted that. But again, as I get older, I'm like, what would I really want for me? I think a wedding is probably a bit of a waste of money. I'd yeah. rather go buy property or go travel with my partner. Yeah, correct. We can go elope somewhere. They're are expensive, the aren't they, weddings, man? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> They're unbelievably expensive. Yeah, I've always wondered from like some of my mates, I'm like, and they buy these, they, they, which I absolutely love. They get them like a big rock too. And I'm like, damn. And then they tell me what they've spent on it. I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, yeah, it's a bit insane. I'm like, you love this girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like, do you have to spend money to show that you love someone? No. Like, I, 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 I think it's a societal pressure. I'd be happy with like a chisel or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a big fan. I always wanted like a beach wedding, like something different. That's I don't, cute. Yeah, I don't know why. Because yeah. I went to one in um, my mum and dad, they got married in, in a church in the Caribbean, but then like the after party was on a beach, like kind of. That's a vibe. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, I I'm actually wanted to ask you with your journey, like the biggest lessons um, you've learned throughout, because I also think when you're pushing out content and I've, from my show, my own experience, a reason for the question is like the amount of stuff I've learned from having this podcast of other people 
it's like it's been my own form of therapy. Yeah, you're always learning. Yeah, always, always learning. Have you noticed that for yourself as well? Absolutely. And I think I never ever want to come on and say, oh, I know everything. I'm an expert in everything. No, I'm always open to learning or doing better or maybe picking up something that I didn't know before. Yeah. And I think that will be like that for the rest of my life. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like we'll always hopefully learn yeah, forever I've, and ever. Yeah, but you don't want to stop learning, no. do you? Yeah. You don't want to. And so it's really hard for me to say what I think the biggest lesson is. That's such a broad well, question. Let's go, let's go maybe more more recently because you've you've had some guests on your show. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know where that question came from for me, but like one thing, but probably the reason for it was is like for instance with my soccer journey, I never fully like healed with it until I got athletes on and started speaking about like all their journeys. And then I'm like, oh wow, this is like healed myself. Yeah. So you know what that is? What? You have to feel it to heal it. Ah, (laughs) feel it to heal it it's true a lot of the time we will suppress things and not talk about them because we think oh they'll go away but no it'll just lay there in your subconscious and then it will come up at another time maybe not at a convenient time so it's much better to express how you're feeling accept how you're feeling without judgment to Mm. try and process and move through things but I guess for me my biggest lesson in life I would say is maybe just acknowledging that like you're only ever doing your best and if you are doing your best and that's always enough. That's good. Regardless of what it is. Compete with the person in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that comes back to the point around being in your 20s and like because yeah. I did that too. I was like looking at other people way too much. Stay um, in your own lane. Yeah, run your own race. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's been pretty cool having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I yeah. love this chat. <laughs> it's a, it's a different, <laughs> different speed to what we normally do but – um, definitely this is a space that I want to explore more. So, and I really, I really genuinely love what you're pushing out because Thank you. I think it's helping, um, a lot of people. I'd love to get more males supporting your, your content because I also think it like males need to understand females a bit better, which will help them because I find that, that, that helps me because that's one of our we biggest. We tell all the secrets basically on my podcast. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> one of our biggest gaps for males is like just getting a better, it's also, it's communication is the main thing, yeah. but like that helps getting an understanding of the other person, which in, in this case would be obviously a female. So yeah, sometimes with uh, one of my co-hosts who comes on like frequently, we joke like, oh, we shouldn't give the guys the cheat codes. <laughs> like don't give them too much, but yeah. we do. That's we what I'm trying to say, do. guys. Get there and get some cheat codes. <laughs> now, nah. nah, well, thank you. So your safe space, what days is that air for, for our listeners? Thursdays and Sundays. Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah. Beautiful. Thursdays a bit more spill the tea. Sundays a bit more get yeah. ready for the week. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. That's appreciate okay. you. Thank you for having me. Guys, we'll see you next week. Appreciate you jumping on the show. Don't forget the merch in the link below. Love you all. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free. And you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.